You're listening to The Calling. The last time we were together, we reviewed the need for God's reassurances when we become afraid. We referenced Nehemiah, Gideon, and Jesus as we acknowledged our own need to be reassured with God's presence in our lives. We drew parallels to how COVID-19 has prompted us to seek God's presence and calm the storm before us. As we move forward with any other message, God has encouraged me to stay right here and explore this topic even further, which will conclude season four of The Calling. We've covered a lot this season, and, and Lord willing, we'll continue to grow together as we discover God's Word. I recently shared that I have not received the COVID-19 vaccination. I also communicated that receiving a vaccine does not make you less of a Christian, but did clarify your faith needs to remain in Jesus and not a vaccine. Over the last year, there have been no shortages of theories and conspiracies on the ideas surrounding the COVID disease. Social media and other media outlets have become a cesspool of information regarding this pandemic. Within Christian circles, one of the more popular ideas relating to the vaccine specifically is that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. I find it even more interesting that when listening to others speak of their understanding of what this mark is, that there are some real misconceptions. It is these misconceptions that encourage non-Christians to view us as crazy, and rightfully so. The book of Revelation is a very difficult book for someone with faith to process, much less someone who does not have a relationship with God. I also have to admit that I have entertained the idea of the mark of the beast and the fear of the last days surrounding COVID and, and how things have played out since the illness has arrived. Living in a digital age, I'm sure you can relate to this concept. Social media and other outlets have empowered everyone to be a journalist and share breaking news. Our opinions quickly become objective facts that we use to justify a particular stance. Before we know it, though, we have things and prejudices that we're afraid of, but have no experience to justify our fears. And this can get into a discussion as to what is truth, but our focus today is relying on Scripture to remedy our fears and readjust our sight. With that, let us refocus our minds to God's Word and invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts. Join me in Revelation 13 as we begin to identify what the mark of the beast is. Revelation 13, 15, it is written, The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast, so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship and the image be killed. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, so they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Now let's pause here and acknowledge that if our faith is in Christ and that we believe in what he has promised us, revelation should not be intimidating. If our faith is in Christ, our heart is set on Jesus. The beast does not scare us. Amen? Amen. For Christians with an elementary understanding like myself, as it applies to 2021 going into 2022, we get caught up in verse 17, which states, So that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. 
So because of the mandates in which Americans are being forced to get the COVID-19 vaccine, there are some areas where services are just straight up being denied because you can't show proof of your vaccination. It's a wonder that people have jumped to this conclusion. Now, although we have not reached a full-blown COVID vaccine economy, I have seen the patterns and reason for concern. However, as you may have noted, the mark comes after the second beast, which asks the question, when did we experience the first beast? And again, if you have placed your faith in Jesus and not your fear in some Christian teaching or announcement communicating we're experiencing the mark of the beast, then you should find reassurance that although we're headed towards the end, we're not there yet. If you're going to explore the idea of living during the reign of the second beast, we should probably know then what has already happened to get us here. But to do that, we're going to need to study Revelation. And Lord willing, we'll do that in season five of The Calling. Today, however, we need to get a fundamental understanding of what we are living with and how our faith aligns with the life experience of COVID-19. As season four comes to an end, we're going to review some underlying concepts that raise more concern than being marked with the beast. So backing up, let's begin with the agreed format of Revelation among Christian theologians, which is that Revelation is divided into three parts. Chapter one refers to the past. Chapters two and four communicate the current church. And chapters five through 22 reflect the things that will be. Now, as you've noticed... The mark of the beast comes in chapter 13, which falls into the future category of this book. So take a sigh of relief and encourage other members who are drinking the end of day's Kool-Aid that we're not quite there yet. Although we're on our way, we haven't arrived at the destination. It's also important to know and understand that this revelation was put into motion as soon as Jesus ascended from this world. In other words, every day, is a day closer to the end. Life in America, though, has given us plenty to worry, argue, and be discouraged over. These events continue to stack on top of one another, which gives way for bad teaching and false doctrine. We lose sight of what we should be doing, and instead we have retreated to our individual circles of the protect-me mentality, pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. People will love only themselves and their money. Within the last 20 years, we have seen an inflation and a dependency on money unlike anything that I've ever read about or even lived through. I mean, COVID has has spent trillions of dollars to keep people satisfied. Nothing sacred. Even our churches went through a time period of struggle and conflict because the doors were closed in the best interest of public health. And then we argued about how to reopen them or if we should reopen them. Let's take a look at 2 Peter and see what's written there. In chapter 3, in verse 3, it states, Most importantly, I want to remind you, in the last days, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. 
they deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command, and he brought to earth out of water and surrounded it with water. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. They are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. Now here it's written, they are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. If you fast forward to Revelation around the mark of the beast, that's who we're talking about. The ungodly. There's going to come a time when saying, oh wait, I believe in Jesus is a little too late. So if you're doing your part now, if your heart is open to Jesus, that is the reassurance you need, vaccine or not, COVID or not, wars or not, you are saved. Check out Romans chapter 1 and verse 18. It states, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth and about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God has made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, instead they became other fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even women turned against their natural ways to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things they should have never done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malice behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. Hmm. If you think about it, the way we are moving as a society of being accepting of all things we are starting to lose sight of the very hard lines of right and wrong. And this goes well beyond homosexuality. This goes well beyond just divorce. Look at the overall concept of our human behavior and how we treat one another. 
It's not until times of crisis, until times that, of, of natural disasters, do we recognize the need for that human relationship with one another. And even then, we are shown signs and symptoms of people acting out as described right here. Let's take a look at what Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 24. And in verse 3, it is written, Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us when all this will happen. What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Messiah. They will be deceiving many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war with nation kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all of this is only the first of the birth pains and more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. Amen. Through all of this scripture, the underlying warning, the underlying signal is the behavior and mindset of the body of Christ. The season of the calling has spent significant amount of time addressing the condition of our heart to prepare each and every one of us to stand firm together. Because whether we like to think about it or not, we are moving towards Christ's return. And for some of us, it's a scary thing. But it's scary because we're surrounded by the bad teaching, the false doctrines, and a love for this world that we are living in. Just like scripture said we would over a thousand years ago. Boom. Let that sink in for a second. The body of Christ is behaving. The church is operating. The world is doing exactly what Jesus and the Holy Spirit said it would be doing over 2,000 years ago. It gives me goosebumps. Now to bring it all together, COVID has provided the prime example of all of the above. We have brothers and sisters in Christ using our faith as a weapon for disobedience. We have a vaccination or unvaccinated argument, wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, all part of a senseless debate. We have pastors teaching that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. If you get vaccinated, your true faith isn't in Jesus Christ. That's not correct. We have people scoffing at God and being disobedient to their parents and ungrateful because someone won't get vaccinated. We have people acting religious, but when someone asks them to wear a mask, they lose their mind. We have allowed the world to infiltrate our hearts and divide the body of Christ. We have other churches communicating that getting the vaccine is how we demonstrate our love for other people. 
and that by not getting vaccinated, we're defying the commandment given to us by Jesus himself. He tells us to love our neighbor. You know, both sides are wrong. If you don't want to get vaccinated, don't. But stop retreating to theories and secular rationale or fear to not get vaccinated. If you are vaccinated, great. But please stop passing judgment on those who don't get it. Because in the end, Jesus is not going to ask for your vaccination card. He's not going to go back and ask you to put your mask on before he talks to you. No, Jesus is going to look straight at your heart. He's going to look into your heart. He's going to determine if you are a disciple of Christ. And when that day comes, when Jesus is looking into your heart, what's he going to see? That period of time where you argued and you yelled about not getting vaccinated in his name or because you got vaccinated in his name or about the time you ridiculed and condemned those who didn't get vaccinated and accused them of not loving their neighbor because they didn't wear a mask because they didn't get vaccinated. Scripture points out point blank that our faith is more than mere words. It's how we act. It's our actions that faith is demonstrated. How we behave. Are you acting in the love of Christ? Or are you acting out as a member of this world? This week, I encourage you to not buy into the scare tactics that both sides are using and contribute to the growing division within the body of Christ. Fixate your heart on Jesus and ensure you have fertile soil. If you're someone I described today, it's time to return to the cross. Stop allowing your fear to impact your heart and let it go. It's only when we acknowledge that Jesus has already overcome the world, he's already overcome COVID and all the struggles we're experiencing today, can we move forward boldly together in the name of Jesus Christ. And as always, seek out God's direction by continuing your relationship with our Heavenly Father. If you or someone you know finds yourself in need of prayer or you have questions, comments, concerns about anything that I have shared today, please email the underscore calling at hotmail.com. If you've missed anything this season or you would like more information on anything we've discussed this season, please email the underscore calling at hotmail.com. I encourage you to assess how often you're acknowledging God as you move forward this week and as you move forward in life and challenge yourself to pray more, to love out more, to not engage in the argument, but to be an example of Christ's love here. I promise you, you'll begin to see what I'm seeing If you fixate your heart on Jesus, you put in the time with Jesus, you put in this time to develop that relationship, you'll see it. The end may be near, but all that means is God is calling you. Will you answer?